For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Nate Land Podcast. I'm Nate Bargetzi. Uh, Aaron Weber, Brian Bates are both dead. Oh, that's always it. That's how people know that we had to record this one. Uh, you know, had to pre-record it. Uh huh. Otherwise, and I mean, look, you're in a pretty could... good mood to start out that podcast. <laughs> huh? You're in a pretty good mood yeah. starting out. <laughs> well, who knows? Y'all both might be dead by the time this comes out. You know, then we're going to be so. Maybe this is a uh, farewell. Farewell episode. Farewell episode. Farewell <laughs> episode. Brian and the squirrels finally came to. Uh, squirrels got him. Yep. And then gout was it spread. spread. <laughs> As after your baseball throw, and that's when you go. It felt weird off the mound. Yeah. You never have pushed off in that direction. Right. And so when you push off the mound, you were like, I felt something. I felt a <laughs> sensation. You feel this gout. Sensation. Does it got have you have a sensation? Uh, pain. <laughs> Probably. Is it like your foot feels dead? No, it just hurts real bad. Like it's just and I don't, sore. I don't even think I really have gout, so <laughs> I don't know if I know exactly how well, it feels. Don't ruin it for everybody. <laughs> everybody wants you to have gout. <laughs> I don't think I'm really old. I just think people misconstrue well, that. That one's tougher That's, to hide. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I think I have a what's full head of here? I have a full head of hair. Yeah. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Jerry, what's the Jerry, what's the matter with you? Dude? Hey, uh, Firestorm's good. My buddy Jerry's seen it. <laughs> Firestorm's good. He'll talk to you. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Firestorm. Such a good name. Did you know two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they are 35? Keeps offers a simple stress-free way. To keep your hair with treatments starting at just $10 per month. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Nate to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash Nate to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash Nate. Big shout out to our friends at Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they will match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. There's nobody on the planet like you. We're all different. So why would you buy a generic mattress 
built for just everyone but you. Helix is offering up to $200 off your off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Nate. That's up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Helixsleep.com slash Nate. Uh, all right, this week since we did, uh, we got some comments uh, to start it off. Uh, some general, very in general comments. Uh, <laughs> Peter Snedden. I love how the chat between you all is clean, but still brutal. I'm a Scottish police officer, and like comics, we are ruthless to each other, so your humor is right up my street. Yeah, I see. I like that, too, because it is. It's All it is is like being – that's the, the best idea about being clean, too, is you can be clean, and it, and, and it doesn't have to have this stigma on it. Mm-hmm. You know, It's like, yeah, dude, you're just not cursing. Right. It's not just all dad jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, that's Puns what sometimes and, what people yeah. kind of think, and you're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 it's just I just don't curse, like you know. Uh, but yeah, cops, I'd imagine. I mean, they, Scottish police officer, they're not even allowed to have guns, right? What do they have? Batons. Do they? Is that true? I mean, I think we're the only country where the police are as armed as. Uh, really? They are. I mean, yeah. No, they have to have something. Look, they got people that can come in, but like, so you don't just type do regular in Scottish. Be- do Scottish police have guns? The thing that were you just thought you <laughs> were gonna, <laughs> you're going to eyeball it. You just figured you got a magic book there that answers every question, and you kind of vaguely dive into it. Most police officers in Scotland don't carry. Guns. There you go. How do they do it? Well, then you have to read. And make them listen to the Nate Lane episode. <laughs> uh, they're ruthless they're, to each other. Yeah, they're ruthless to you. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting back. Mm. Uh, John Goad. This week at a uh, this week at work, a guy walked past me and a buddy on the way in. He got a little ways away, turned around and said, Hello, folks. Remembering the secret greeting of the folks, I probably yelled back, Let's go, folks. He kind of laughed and kept walking. I asked him later how long he's been listening to Nate Lane. He looked at me blankly and said, what's that? He's never heard the podcast, and he clarified that he said, slow pokes. <laughs> at least it was a fun story. Keep up the good work. That's funny. Slow pokes. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's But that is the C. Let's go, folks. He got it. He got it. He gets it. Nick Mobley. I personally enjoy when you guys deep dive into the mechanics and process of stand-up. When creating a title for a special or a tour, do most comics try to connect the title to their content or theme for that show? Well, this one, The Greatest Average American, came out. Then we talked about it on here. Mm-hmm. And so that title, The Greatest Average American, which is something I've always said, and then I just talked about it here, and then when Netflix, when we were kind of thinking of a title, they are trying to think, I look, yeah. If you're if you're Bill Burr and you're you know and you're the top comic working, I mean, if I wanted a fight, if I was like, hey, I want this title to be you know whatever it is, uh, I could probably fight for the title. But I mean, you you talk to Netflix too to go. They look at it as like an algorithm kind of thing, and so you're trying to come up with a title that's the Tennessee kid was like, all right, you would you would get what that. Before you click it, because they're they're betting, not everybody's going to know who I am. Mm-hmm. Versus Bill Burr, you're probably there because you're a Bill Burr fan. Yeah, and so his title his title can be kind of whatever it wants because it's like, you know, we're we're basically just lucky to have him put this special out with us. And for me, 
they kind of go like, look, if I've raised a fit about it and I was like, no, the title has to be like, if I went crazy, I'm sure they would be like, okay. Yeah. But I go into it a little more like, well, I'm going to listen to them. And they look at it as like the Tennessee kid is like, before they click it, you go, Oh, I get what this is. The greatest average American is I think the best title. Mm-hmm. Like, like my, that's like one that you might be like, Oh, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let me see this. Yeah, I used to always think it had to be something from the show, a joke, but that's not the case. No, a lot of times, there was times, I think people do that, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people would do that, and I thought when I first started I would do it, when I did Full Time Magic or Yelled Out by a Clown, those were both something in the thing, but I felt like those titles would kind of work. Uh, so sometimes you are getting to the joke, and it's like, oh, that's why it's called this, mm-hmm. and the thing's kind of disconnected. You don't know why. Maybe you're going to see why they called it that. Yeah. But the way we've been going with this now with Netflix, it's kind of like, it's just kind of like, what's that word, encapsulates? Is that I think it? so, yeah. Uh, just like the person you're watching, like, you know, I'm a kid from, I'm Tennessee kid. I'm just from Tennessee. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay. And then you watch it, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's from Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. And like you're, you know, and so it's like that kind of thing. What's the next step? You go from Tennessee to America. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you the... World, I haven't thought of it like world's that. World's best comedian. I might be, I might be, might be uh, Pluto's number three comedian <laughs> on Pluto. Is it Jim Gavigan? Have is one of his Mr. Universe. He was Mr. Universe. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good title. Yeah, you just got to. It just comes like it just ends up. The greatest average American is. Uh, I was very happy with that one. But you know, my tour, like my tour, I can do whatever I want. So the tour was called Good Problem to Have Tour, uh, which was, I always try, I try to have a joke about that, but I never did. Uh, I never could, maybe, maybe I will one day, but uh, it's, I've been trying to mess with it. I can't figure out how to do it. It hasn't clicked yet. Uh, and then, so, and then this tour that's uh, out now, that I'm doing now, the Rain Check Tour, and that was just, it was like, and then our, the poster is very cool. It's a windshield wiper. Mm-hmm. people see it uh but the rain check tour was just because like mo like we got a lot of new dates but a lot of these dates are rescheduled covid dates mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like it's just a play on that mm-hmm. you know but yeah uh noah oh no last thing my girlfriend went into labor and on the way to the hospital she couldn't stand the sound of her own agonizing groans so she told me to put on some background noise I came to YouTube and clicked on the first podcast in my Watch Later playlist. And after 20 minutes of watching Nate Land, she asked me, what are they even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the only response I could think of in the moment was, well, I mean, nothing really. <laughs> Needless to say, she looked confused and went back to groaning, dealing with the pain. And I went back to listening to the best podcast about nothing. <laughs> Thanks for the many laughs, guys. Welcome your child to the earth. Yeah, congrats. I love um, that he went back to listening to <laughs> Yeah, well, she doesn't get it, you know? <laughs> Step it out, finishing this episode. Yeah. Goodbye, folk. <laughs> Goodbye, folk. Yeah. He goes down, he goes, uh, so my ex-girlfriend, my baby mama, and you're like, oh, what happened? I should have said at the end of it. So my baby mama went back to groaning because we broke up, and uh, this lady I was in the room with is having a baby. They had, we were just talking about this weekend, Laura's uh, uh, sister, stepsister, Jenny, uh, with her her son uh, Dalton, he's in a he's in a band, 
He plays uh, in the band at high school. And so one day they like went to their back to their band camp and their band teacher started playing that playing my special. And so he was like, are y'all doing this as like a joke or something? And they, but they were like, no, they didn't know. And they, so the guy didn't know that like, wow. I mean, that's my nephew. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so Dalton, so we took a picture yesterday to show him that it was real. But I was in, I was told Dalton, this is the version. I told Dalton I'm going to come to his class. I was like, I'll tell everybody how I'm, how we became family. Cause I was with, I was when Dalton was born. He's 16 now. Yeah. And, uh, I we walked in. His mom was like, "They're about to give birth." I'm dating Laura, like we're not married. And I don't know. I go in the room. I thought we were like, "Oh, they had the baby." We go in the room. <laughs> I don't like. I'm not even in this family yet. And then I walk in. And you're like, "Oh, she's about to have <laughs> oh, the baby." Man. And so I'm like, "I don't think I'm supposed to be." And I just like remember just like kind of hitting the wall and just kind of being like trying to get out of the curtain. I was like, "This is." I'm not supposed to be just in this. Yeah. Like, why am I in here? Like, I just was following people along, like the line. Like, you just follow the line. Oh, we go in here now? Do you okay. have scrubs on or, or like the thing on? Yeah, no, no like, I was just, just like, street like me, just like a regular guy walking in. Jeans with shorts underneath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, at that time, I did. Rubber bands on my hand. And they think, oh, that guy's got gloves on. I go, no, they're rubber bands. And then, and I just sit there and. Stayed? And then, did yeah. you just go do this? Yeah. have to look? I was like, oh, yeah, we're already, okay. Like, you know, mm. everybody was in and out of there. Hey, the Vandy game's on. Would you mind? Yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't, you're not watching TV, right? You're not paying attention to it, at least. You don't care what's we'll on. We'll put it on mute. Yeah. So, so Dalton's uh, band director. I was there before he came out. Wow. <laughs> I've been there since he, his whole life. Uh Tyler Brown, I just got back from a road trip with my wife and four kids where we drove from California to North Carolina and back. Good night. Listen to Nate Barf Burp and Chum Lee from Pawn Stars. Oh, bro. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't know. Oh, uh, well. It's, I, I don't think it's going to be good. It was the best no. way to pass the time that we could have asked for. <laughs> it was the only thing we listened to that the whole family agreed on. My question is this. Do I continue listening every week or do I bank up the episodes for the next year, we make the same 74-hour drive. What a – y'all got to be – that's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed it. He's yeah. since lost – He's in, he, in he, hospital. He's pit. lost weight too? He's lost a bunch of weight, man. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. He's looking, he was real big for a while. <laughs> what are you in for, gout? Yeah, me too. Uh what a drive. Oh, yeah, actually, it looks like that's a, a fun drive. Wife and four kids. Poof. Wow. I mean, they that's yeah. a strong family. Yeah, I'd say listen now and then you might want to listen again. Yeah. Well, I mean, they would be, I mean, you could, I mean, bank them up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to do that so you can have 74 hour drive. Do they just go there and touch and then <laughs> get in the car and go back? Can you imagine getting to North Carolina and then you go, we got to do that again? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be two. Once the kids get, once they're like, can fly alone, they're going to be like, Dad, can you just buy us a ticket back? Mm-hmm. I'll do half the drive with you. He's like, no, we got to do it together. 74 <laughs> hours. You go appreciate America. That's a story you can just see as kids later in life being like, Yeah. How was it growing up? You're like, My dad made us drive. Every year we drove across the country and back. <laughs> we had to listen and people to are going to be like, What? <laughs> listen to this podcast. This is nonsense. Nate Land podcast. I don't know what it's called. He's not even on it anymore. 
And then still, I'm gone. I died actually. Like you, there's just me just, and me it's and Aaron. Just you and Aaron. Uh, <laughs> this chair's empty. You remember in Wayne's World when Wayne quit right before they came back, and then did you ever see the Wayne's World movie? I did not. Oh. All right. Did you? No, All right. Sorry. Never mind. Yeah. We'll move on. Hey, it's been a while. Well, Wayne quits right before they come back from break. Yeah. He like gets in there really. So then Garth, Dana Carvey, who never says anything, has to host the show. Yeah. And he's just very nervous. It would be like if you left all of a sudden. Uh, I think I've seen that scene. Then me and Aaron yeah. just have to yeah. carry it and we just look at each other. Ooh, uh, what's going on? I said the, the Kramer, Merv Griffin. Yeah. You know when I buy the cereal from the bottom and put it in the box? I can't take the difference. He goes, <laughs> shows really hit rock bottom. Especially at rock bottom. Yeah. It's like wax beans or yeah. something. No, does he say wax beans? Yeah, or? I think it's that instead of cereal. Yeah. He goes, rip the label off. <laughs> I can't tell the difference. He goes, this show's hit rock bottom. He goes, when you ever think about a co-host? <laughs> I pretend I didn't hear that. He yanks that cord. That pops him in the mouth. Yeah. And uh, he actually, you see him like, he it cut him. He rips his cord. When he pulls, Kramer pulls the cord out, the, the cord it's the Merv Griffin episode, great episode, mm-hmm. and pops and hits him in the lip. And I think I've watched him talk about it. Like, and it, I mean, it it like busted his. It got lip. him for real. It got him. You see him like go, but he just plows through. He did that on the episode. I think it's the mall garage, uh, whatever it's called, where they came oh, in the car, yeah. and he's putting the air conditioner. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he pops him there too. Yeah, I remember that. He pops. He, you know, well, that's when they all sit and they start starting the car, and the car won't start. They all start laughing. Yeah. And so you, if you see it, you see them all turn away from yeah, the camera because right. they're all like. So that wasn't supposed to happen. I don't think so. I don't yeah. think it was. I mean, yeah. I think it was supposed to start. Yeah. And then it was. Uh, and so they did it. But he wanted to carry the full weight of. They were like, just carry a box around. And he yeah. goes, no, I want to carry the actual weight of the thing because mm-hmm. it's funnier. Uh, all right. <laughs> Someone said that. I hope, I hope they got the, the Brown family through uh, <laughs> uh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Maybe that 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 got them through Rhode Island. <laughs> they, they just blasted through Rhode Island. Now they're like, we're right out of Rhode Island. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say we commented about how we have so many Seinfeld comments. A couple people said Tuesdays with stories with Joe List and Mark Norman. Oh, they, they have a ton. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they're both they're both. We we always would talk about Seinfeld together. Yeah. And so we'd always text about it. Me, me, Joe, and Norman could just we would text just like one line of Seinfeld. I mean, I've I've talked about Seinfeld with Joe and Mark more than probably anybody. Who's another Salvacano? Big Seinfeld guy. Big Seinfeld yeah. guy. We could just talk. We could you know talk about it all day. We love it. Uh, Jen S. Break. I was watching this night show a few years ago when you were on there. I thought, wow. He has the same last name as my eighth grade homeroom teacher at Cooperstown Elementary School. When you start talking about working at Opryland in Tennessee, I thought, he kind of looks like my eighth grade teacher. I paused my TV, went and dug out my yearbook. Sure enough, there you were in Miss Wilson's third grade class. <laughs> Look wow. at that. How about that? Cooperstown. I went there, I think, third and second and third grade or third and fourth grade. Who is this teacher? Your dad? Uh, my dad taught there and I, so I, I mean, so my dad taught there for a while. And so she was, I mean, she was going there when I was in third grade. I only went two grades to Cooperstown. Uh, but, uh, my dad taught there for a long time. I mean, my dad, they could paddle. That was back when they could paddle. My dad paddled. 
He because I always thought the kids, no one wanted to get paddled by my dad. And I just always thought, I live with this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like it was just it, it, I'd never understood it. I'm like, you don't want to get paddled. Like <laughs> in my head, I'm like, yeah, if these grown kids don't want I have to live there. This was paddling was a okay mm-hmm. at that point. I mean, you could he had a you know, kids would sign it. It was a big wood paddle. I mean, it's so crazy. Did your I mean, dad ever you, do that? Different times. It's cool. No. You would think we grew up in the 40s, yeah. mm-hmm. which in Coopertown was like farther out. There was kids at Coopertown. They'd miss school for like tobacco mm-hmm. season. Like they they all lived on, a lot of them lived on farms. And like, so they had to work. And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember they, there was- Robertson it, County. Robertson County. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we drove that whole drive, the drive out there. Those were like my, I feel like I learned everything, like everything- Every grown, every grown up dad conversation that has to happen with your son was all because we had a forty five minute drive, yeah, and it all happened on that. Uh-huh. Was like every everything got pulled back where you're like birds and the bees, yeah, everything, <laughs> and then just like and I just remember just being you know like I don't want to take this drive ever again in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, Coopertown's a great school, uh, great name too, Coopertown. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Bridget Hayde. I never thought I would be saying this, but I'm pretty sure your podcast may have helped me get into medical school. <laughs> I recently took the MCAT, Medical College Admission Test. I'm the only one that needs to know that. Probably. <laughs> and one of the passages was about the philosopher Zeno and his paradoxes. I automatically remembered Aaron's description of this philosopher during the philosophy episode and was able to skim through this passage and answer the questions quickly. I know all the folks joke about how this podcast is about nothing, but I'm truly thankful for Aaron and Nate's discussion and how to help me on my exam. Also, shout out to Breadbox for his research, too. Look at that. Thank you, Bridget. Way to go. Uh, that's something. Hey, what if she's just the worst doctor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just- Would I go to her? No. <laughs> but that's great that, you know. <laughs> uh, that would be the paradox. Yeah, Bridget's Bridget's paradox. If you go to, uh, yeah, if you go into the doctor and uh, Bridget, if your doctor (laughs) walks in and goes, let's go, folks. And you go, I'm going to, do you mind if we have someone else come in the room with us? (laughs) Just a little backup. (laughs) Uh, That's the real deal. I don't remember that conversation. I would not, if I had, well, I would never be in a position to have that test. That's the... That's where my smarts are. You could are. take the test. Hmm? You could take the test. I, but I wouldn't because I'm not going to be – I don't even remember these conversations. <laughs> I don't And even. I talk about them. But it, I, I would not – like I, my smartness is I never put myself in a position – Where you need to. Where you need to. Mm-hmm. Is there a paradox particular that she's referencing? We did a couple of, of Zenos. Was oh, that the table? No. Okay. That's not a paradox? <laughs> is that the half a distance, half a distance, half yeah, a distance? Yeah, that's one of Zeno's paradoxes. Okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then there about a salt or couple something? other got destroyed right away. Okay. But yeah. yeah, we did a few. Yeah, drop it a grain of salt. Oh, a yeah. grain of rice on the ground. And yeah. All that. Okay, I remember. Good that. stuff. Okay. Chuck Rust. Nate should raise money for dyslexia by sponsoring a Nate Bargetti K5 race. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Should be 5K. I'm joking. What if I didn't get the joke? <laughs> K5 race. I'm like, 
That makes sense. It's funny. It <laughs> the been... joke would have been funnier if it said five gay. <laughs> Chuck, I think you're either comedy or the professionals. <laughs> Abe Callard. Abe Callard. This feels like another Callard boys. <laughs> the Callard family. The, the Blanchards. Callard family, the Blanchards yeah. and the Callards. I feel like they would have had problems. And they're just, yeah. The Callards are a menace to this town. The Callards and yeah. the Blanchards. Mm-hmm. And then high school. They all got sent to the same school. Right. And then it was like, so they had to have a, tr- a truce. Oh, they had to. They had to. Yeah. I just imagine chaos in tr- the hallways. Well, the, 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 it, it, the beginning of it was chaos, mm-hmm. the Blanchards and the Cowards. And then, but then they had to have a truce. And then the truce was they both did chaos to everybody. Uh-huh. Hmm. So it's all chaos, but they just did it together. Like the Blanchard would, you know, the Blanchard gets behind him on the ground and the Callard pushes the guy over, tabletops him. (laughs) Yeah. At Gummit Abe. Like stepbrothers? Yeah. I was recently driving through Italy. Casual drive. Casual drive and stopped for lunch in a small town called Bargheza. I was wondering, is this the Barghese ancestral hometown? And if so, have you ever gone back to connect with your roots? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think we're in northern Italy, uh, uh, like border, like I think Switzerland, right, is on top of Italy. I thought you were zero percent Italian. That's when I did the twenty three and Me. That's uh-huh. what they said. But again, my cousin Ronnie, he says that's ridiculous, and so I go with him. What do they know? You know. Uh, I was thinking about Frank Costanza yeah. when he went to Sicily and they said, that's my cousin. He's like, he's, just, he's kind of a, known as a village idiot or yeah. something like that. Like yeah. you got a, you got a guy there just like you, but yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. kind of the town idiot. Go, yeah. And this is Frank. I go, Nate. And he goes, huh? <laughs> he's dyslexic. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, we are Northern. I, I need to, I would love to look into our family. I some of it. Uh, but I, we, I think we were Northern Italy and well, like could you Switzerland look that up? border. Baragaza, Italy and see where that's at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be crazy. What if I have a town? It'd be pretty fun. Uh, I don't think we ever had the name Baragaza. You're just huge we over had, there. Yeah. Like they're like, ah, he's, he found us. Or what if they <laughs> don't want me to find them? And that's why they changed it just enough. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Zoom out and see where it's at. Little small town, Barragaza. Uh, uh, right about between Florence and uh, Bologna. <laughs> Golly, I bet you that makes sense. Is that where they made bowling a pasta? Is that where that is? It from that town? Oh, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? I didn't know bowling a was a a town. Is it come from bowling a? That would make sense. Yeah, typical this yeah, of the city of Bologna. Well. Why do you spell bologna? They don't do there's a fried bologna uh Tennessee. You can go there. What county's that in, yeah, Brian? What county's that in? <laughs> Mustard County. Uh it's pretty good. Fried bologna's unbelievable. I had one the other day with Jeff Foxworthy. When oh, we yeah? with him. From yeah. where? Like a nice one? Uh, they had it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. No, no. They had me like but it gas stations great. and yeah. they're good. Dude, fry bologna is so good. Uh, Barragaza. We're looking to it. Uh, Blake McLaughlin. Hello, folks. Just curious. Has Nate ever opened for Brentwood? 
He's you. calling me Brentwood. I was at the show when he got his CD taped at Zanies, but did not know Nate at the time. I remember someone dry opening for him, and I, now I have convinced myself it was Nate. Just want to be able to say I saw him when he was an op- an opener without lying. Uh, did I do your CD? You did. Yeah, yeah. You did. It was me. That's funny because I don't think I know Blake, but I, I feel like I knew everybody there. I thought yeah. everybody there was my family. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, Fellow folk before his yeah. time. Pre-folk. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He saw he saw me be open. Yep. Yep. Not yet, folks. For Brentwood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joel Abram. I feel like I know Joel. I, found, I find it really endearing that Nate and Aaron continue to ask follow-up questions, and Bob Slayer continues to perfectly – Comfortably replying, I don't know. <laughs> no desire to read anything past the first sentence of the Google search. Bobcat is like the first part of Snopes where someone makes up a claim, makes a claim, but then you have to pay to figure out if it is true or just something you uncle, your uncle made up. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. There you go. That'd be a good, it's a, it's a great question. Mary Armbruster. Bruster. Armbruster. Mary Armbruster. I wonder if she married into that name. So I was friends with a Sean Arm Brewster. Arm Brewster. Spelled the same way in college. Oh, so yeah. you probably, this. I mean, they got to be related. Might be a sister. Might be. Might be. I don't know. I think it's actually a more common name than Arm Brewster like. is? I think it is. More common than you'd like. <laughs> uh, I think me, I think that was the meanest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> the Arm Brewster family. I don't mean their family's bigger than I would like it to be. I mean it's a more common name. No, that's what I mean. Then you you're making fun of their name though. The Arm Brewsters. The Arm Brewsters could be I mean one of them went to Notre Dame. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. How are you making fun of their name? He said that it's more common than he likes. Oh, I think so he's saying com- he doesn't like the name Arm Brewster. Oh, and he wish it wasn't around as much as it is. I meant it's more common than you'd think. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Which is a much nicer way than saying like. You're right. <laughs> uh, You're right. Should have sat on that for Mary Arm Brewster. No, I, uh, I'm seeing Nate's show in Columbus at the end of October, and this is my official plea for Aaron and Brian to join him. You might not want Aaron. The next day is the Ohio State versus Penn State football game, and I'd love to take you guys. Look at that, dude. Guess who she's not taking now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But guess who's on that show? You are. Yeah. You are on the so show. So are you, right, Brian? Yep. Yeah. yeah, we're doing it. And I'm going to the Penn State, oh. Ohio State football game. With, our, with the Armbruster family? Well, with Mary, at least. <laughs> I respect that name. Where is uh, – yeah, well, I'm down in columbus mm-hmm. do we have something the next day as long as i don't have something the next day is the only thing if there's another show i think that's the end of the weekend yeah that'd be great yeah Ohio state penn state i'd love to go to that see a house state game oh yeah uh james franklin mm-hmm. we, call, we call james franklin mm-hmm. have you do you know him? i've done shows for them yeah i would know like if we saw each other I don't know him. I don't like text him or something. I think it. We went to his last game, that bowl game in Birmingham, mm-hmm. and uh, did he like come up and hug you or shake your hand or something? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've had him. Uh, I told Derek Mason I love him. <laughs> yeah. I've gone. Now we got Clark Lee. I'll tell him I love him. Yeah, yeah. Too. I already love him oh, now. Yeah. I can't wait to tell him. <laughs> Sammy Park and Kate Bosley, Bosley. Oh. 
My friend and I are planning on being Nate for Halloween. Do you have any recommendations on how to dress? We have been thinking about it since your Reno show. Well, I like that. Uh, Rubber bands? I mean, it depends on what you want to do. You want to go old school, Nate. Yeah. I mean, this is very flattering. I don't know if anybody's, y'all would be the only people in America doing this, uh, which is a good thing to be original, Uh you know? Uh Sammy and Kate. I think you got to decide if you want to go old school. You might want to, if you both do it, you might want to do old school and then now. (laughs) Old Elvis and young Elvis. Old, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, if you see on my Instagram. I think that's the look you need to go for. Yeah. Youth pastor. Yeah. A bit of a, yeah. Uh, And then, so I would think, yeah. And then you got to go, you know, the, the, where we're at now. Which is good because two different looks. Some Vandy gear. Which is perfect. Some Vandy gear. Yeah. Yeah. Someone is going to get to dress awesome and someone's not. So that's <laughs> that's 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 what the problem's going to be. Yeah. Is like you got to go through and like, because I mean, someone's got to really bloat up for this, you know, uh-huh. shave their head. Yeah. <laughs> Who's it going to be, Sammy or Kate? Sammy or Kate? <laughs> How committed are you to this? Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I would love to see it. Uh, if you, yeah, if we take can a see picture. Some pictures, yeah, uh, we'd love to. We'd love to see it. See how it played out. Uh, all right, uh, that's it for the comments, guys. Give keeps a try. I think this seems. Uh, it just seems easy to do. You don't have to go out to the doctor. And maybe get embarrassed. You could do it like George Costanza, where he ordered the hair loss cream. Uh, you have privately at home. <laughs> you can have everything you need delivered to your house, and it is very affordable. If you notice thin hair, just try it. This is trying. To, this is the time to try to keeps. You wish you had keeps in your life. Yep. Twenty five years ago. Yeah. Uh, did you know more than fifty million in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness? Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss, and Keeps offers both. They have virtual doctor consultants and medications delivered straight to your door every three months, so you don't have to leave your home. The I mean, that's great. The treatment starts at only $10 per month. Keeps offers generic versions, discreet packaging. It has more five-star reviews. Uh, than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Nate to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash Nate to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash Nate. I know some of you are sleeping on some saggy old mattress at night. That's what I did when I was young. You slept on just a dumb mattress. And you just in your you deserve better. You appreciate the mattress more than you even realize. Even if you're young, if you're older, you get how important a mattress is. If you're young, just get it. It'll last you for such a long time. Uh, Helix Sleep has a has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? As I have said, everybody is unique. We've had a lot of people sleep on our mattress. Uh, in uh, we have the, in the guest room, uh, we went with Dusk Lux, 
L-U-X-E mattress because we wanted something that had medium support that would make everyone happy, uh, <clears throat> which is great because I know I talk about you want to buy your own one for you, but even if you buy one that you know a lot of people are going to sleep on, yeah. they have a mattress for that that you can you can do both. But if it, this is for your own mattress, buy one that's built for you. That's the privilege you get of having your own mattress. Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 and by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com slash Nate, two-minute sleep quiz, and they will match you to a custom mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And you can take that quiz if you th- if it's going in the guest room and you just think, all right, and here's what I think is a good one for everybody, uh, which we've picked out a perfect one. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They will even pick it up for you if you do not do not love it, but you will. Uh, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Nate. Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Nate for up to $200 off and two free pillows. So, this week, talking about... Game shows. Game shows. Mm. What's your favorite game show? Family Feud. Oh, you answer quick. Yeah. It's a good one. I've been thinking about that for a while, right? Uh, I think about it quite. Well, it's on the most. I think Steve Harvey's the best host of any game show ever. Yeah. I think he's so good. He's so good that the show became personality driven when he took over. Yeah. The last two guys are fine. It was the John O'Hurley Seinfeld, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Which is good. But Steve Harvey's so funny. That the show changed. It's just, it's just. Well, a good who time. was the first one? One of them died. Well, well like, uh, Richard Dawson was a longtime host. Yeah, and back he in my day, died. Yeah, I know his son. I believe is a comedian. Really? Uh, yeah. So he? Um, no, not him. He hosted at one point. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Al Borland. Louis Anderson hosted. Look at Richard Dawson. His comedian son, or Richard Dawkins. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, was it? He yeah, he's guy. Someone... Yeah, he's just our, he would kiss everybody. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he uh, type in comedian son. Like someone's a game. I, 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 I'm blanking. They said he kissed somewhere in the vicinity of twenty thousand women. That's not yeah. twenty thousand women. He kissed twenty thousand women during his run hosting Family Feud. Um, twenty thousand. Yeah. Wow. He, he explained that he reached out to grab how it started. There was a nervous contestant. He reached out to grab her shaking hand and kissed her on the cheek for good luck. She immediately relaxed so and was able to provide the correct answer. So he started doing it to all the women to help them relax. Oh my God. He recently, they recently tried to counsel him, but then they found out he died in 2012. So, Oh, they still came after him after? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't want those episodes airing like on the game show network or yeah. anything. Yeah. But they I did. Mean, a- I, I feel like back then that's just what happened. They did a, even the executive producer. They said did a like a like a poll, probably like our polls or whatever. And more audience members said they like it. I mean, yeah, people who watch the show. Yeah, I mean back then. Yeah, I think it was. It is pretty crazy. He's just kissing all these women on the lips, right next <laughs> yeah. to their husband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's well, look. I mean, for the times now, it's insane. But you got to. I mean, at this point, these games like Family Feud is a famous show. But back then, you have to like realize like I feel like the the show was like there's not much on TV. Yeah. This show is huge, right? It's very like you know. I watched this with my grandparents. Yeah, 
You remember him kissing everybody? Oh, I did. My my grandfather thought it was so funny. Yeah. My grandmother was repulsed by it. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's insane. Yeah. I'll just kiss every woman on this show. (laughs) 20,000. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Did you have a favorite game show? Uh, I always liked uh, No Whammy. Oh, what is okay. that? What uh, is that? Pressure luck. Pressure, pressure luck. Pressure luck. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. Okay. Oh, I didn't know what that was a reference to. I've heard that. So that had one of the most. That guy right there, right there. He's one of the most controversial. He figured out the pattern when VCR started. He started recording all the episodes. Yeah. And do you know what pressure luck is? No. How does this game work? I forgot how you get to the number of presses. Maybe you have to answer some questions. But then once it starts, it's just. It's just a board. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. A board blinks. If you land on a whammy, you lose all your money. This guy looks like he cheated for sure. He learned the pattern. He figured it out and he he like got the code and they couldn't stop him. And he just kept going and kept going. They had to like keep going to another episode. They've never had to do that. And I mean, he could have gone on forever because he just knew what to do. He just figured out the game. He won over $100,000. And this is the 1980s. He won over $100,000. If you look him up on YouTube, um, I mean, he just keeps. I don't like, know. Would they be able to show it on YouTube? Oh, yeah, I don't know about yeah. that. I watched it. It's so funny because he just doesn't keeps stop going. Yeah, and the executive producer is like, something is up because this guy he doesn't even wait to see. Like he's yelling yes as soon as he hits the button because mm-hmm. he just knew. Yeah, <laughs> he just had it figured out. So he broke it. Like they had to change the whole thing. They had to do it where it, it synced differently. Yeah. It's $330,000 in today's money, by the way. Did they give him the money? Yeah, they gave him to him because he didn't cheat. He just figured yeah, it out. He just, yeah, just too smart for it. I wonder, if they, they, did you get mad? At, like, you got to be like, oh, I would think, A, that's got to be good for your game show. It's because that's all anybody's going to talk about. Yeah. Unless you think people think it's rigged and then they're like, whatever. And then you just say what you did. All right, then we got to fix it where uh-huh. it's not. It's like, and the only time people talk about Jeopardy a lot is when there's somebody on a run or a streak, somebody dominating. So they just had to keep going. Yeah. Did he finally lose or they just stopped? No, he finally stopped. He uh I guess you can you can um pat you can pass your presses to someone else and make yeah. them make them go and then, you know, because they could land on a whammy, but he finally just stopped. He won one hundred and ten thousand and you can't come back. You could have went up to twenty five thousand and then you're done. And he won one hundred and ten thousand on one try. So Yeah. And so he and he just and so he he why didn't he just keep going to like get a two million? Like, I don't know. I think he could have. I think he maybe yeah. just finally felt like he had pressed his luck and yeah. just finally stopped. Yeah, like he's like they're gonna figure it out. And I guess he could have pressed wrong and messed up and eventually landed on a whammy. Mm-hmm. It's so cheesy. I watched that whole episode. I mean, game shows are cheesy now, but in the eighties, yeah. the ne- guy next to him's a pastor from North Carolina or yeah. something. He's like, looks like Ned Flanders. Yeah. And, I mean, they are so <laughs> cheesy, but, uh, he lost all his money. He like invested in some bad stuff and <laughs> I think he died penniless, but oh, oh, God, please. yeah, <laughs> he pressed his luck. Yeah. He, uh, that's crazy <laughs> that like to be that smart to figure it out. And then, and then you just like, you yeah. Know, and then you're like, you go and end up 
And it looks like he borrowed that suit. Yeah. 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 In a tie. Uh, somebody commented that you say on your album, Family Food's your favorite show, but on on the podcast you say West Wing is, and they yeah. they say you're lying about one of yeah, them. Yeah, I lie all the time. Mm. Well, which one is it? West West Wing's a better show, but Family Feud is. I would think they're two different things. Yeah, they're kind of. I put it. They're in two different worlds. Yeah, in my yeah, head. yeah, yeah. You know, one is a serious show. The other is just yeah, fun garbage television. When you ask audience members if they've ever been on Family Feud, has anybody ever said yes? Met a couple. Yeah, a whole family. Met a couple different families. Yeah, that went on, and a bunch of people were like, "We auditioned and didn't get it." Because I've been asking people that. I just want to know how you. That's what I always ask is how did you decide who to bring? Yeah. Because you only get to bring a few people. Is it five? I think so. I think it's five total, right? Yeah. Five total. So you get it and you pick the four that you audition with. Like who would you bring? Uh, Does it it can be anyone in your family? In your family, yeah. Daniel Rucker's out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Felix Uh, is out. Felix is out. Ryan's out. Ryan's out. Uh, But it's usually your spouse and your closest sometimes it's a weird mix it's yeah. like cousins you know, like you have just a some you know a rocket scientist in your family yeah, like you're you get him it. you get him in there I'd, I'd probably go i'd go i'd dive deep to be like in my family my family would be probably very funny on it yeah so like you almost just for the just for the tv aspect of it is like having my dad and you know, mm-hmm. just having my immediate family, like yeah. my dad, my brother, my sister, my mom, yeah. and me, I think would be, it would just be a lot of dead gummit. <laughs> <laughs> Calling each other idiots. Yeah. You're not doing good answer, good you answer. Idiot. You're, you idiot. Dead gummit. <laughs> How did you not know? You got I mean, argued amongst yourself. <laughs> my family would be mad that I'm the one that got the offer to be on it. And the, so I get to choose. They go... They go, all right, well, who are we going to choose? I go, no, 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 I I have to be there. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, you maybe go, maybe you think, like, all right, who could in my family, like, you just had to pick someone that's, like, super smart. Well, I've heard people argue me, for Family Feud, you don't necessarily want somebody who's the smartest in your family. Yeah. Because the object of the game is to guess what ordinary people would pick, which, by definition, you would be the perfect yeah. Oh, contestant. perfect contestant. So me and my sister play a game. Me and my sister think a lot. What was the – I forget the game uh, where – it was something where you say uh, – I, I can't remember. You name you name something and then you you, you say uh, – God, what was it like? Cereal. Mm-hmm. And then you go, we're three, two, one. And if you say the same word – This is a like game a you guys invented. Yeah. No, I think it's a game that – it's you know some oh, game okay and then you'd be like if you both go frosted flakes uh-huh like you know or it's like fruit so on one two three let's say what we think of fruit one two three pineapple, pineapple. y'all both said pineapple that's Whoa. weird i said banana is banana banana is a fruit yeah right? it's yeah. a fruit yeah uh i don't know i'll say pineapple what is a weird what kind of <laughs> It's not that weird, man. Huh? It's like common fruit. <laughs> That's, I think an apple would be. Yeah, then why didn't you say apple? Well, banana's right next to apple. <laughs> apple and banana are going to be the top. In, fam- in Family Feud, banana, apple, orange are probably top three. I don't know if pi- pineapple's ordinary people. I bet it got two or three at the end there. You know, it's. Really- I mean, it's like. I'm going to be honest. I kind of zoned out, so I heard yeah. him say pineapple, so I just said Yeah, pineapple, pineapple too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll do another one. Uh, 
Uh, Greatest uh, San Diego Padre, Tony Gwynn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of another, like a, a, uh, a brand, brand of car or something. Uh, yeah, you can say brand of car. Ready? One, two, three. Toyota. Honda. I said Honda. Yeah. So those are all probably high up. Uh-huh. Toyota, Ford, Honda. Yeah. Like those would be three, you know, things. Uh, man, what if people listen to this? And it's just another <laughs> hour of you know of being like a nut. Colors, okay. One, one two, three. Orange, <laughs> pineapple, pineapple. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We can't get it, guys. We can't move on till we all agree <laughs> on the one that. And people are just like, ah, uh, like this is unbe- unbelievable. Talk about golf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, me and my sister would name always say the same thing. Like a very random, like, so, I mean, sometimes we would say the wrong thing, mm-hmm. and it, but we both would say the wrong oh, answer. That's cool. Yeah. And you see, like, our brains are. Minds working together. Yeah. Man. Yeah. We talked about it on this once before, but you and I met a guy who won the whole showcase showdown on Price is Right. Yeah. His name was Kramer. He was the manager at Stardome when we were there, and he went on and won it and showed us his car. We were riding around in it that he won on the Price yeah. is Right. Wow. Yep. Would you rather spin the wheel on Price is Right or on Wheel of Fortune? Oh, you spin the well, if you spin the wheel on I'd rather spin the Price is Right. Price is Right. I think yeah, I would too. Yeah. They're different, right? Yeah, but like if you were just doing a tour of the set and you're like, "Hey, can oh. I spin that?" Which one would you rather spin? Oh, I think just I to could. get the feel. Oh, of it. I'd love to spin the Price is Right wheel. I think I've been somewhere where the Price is Right, like I, a studio or something. I was in, and it was like Price is Right is right over. I was where was I at? Yeah, because they're like Price is Right is right over there, and I was like, "Can we go in there?" And I don't think we could go in. They wouldn't let us. But I was like, "Man, I might get to spin this wheel." You didn't even get close to. I it. didn't get close to it. <laughs> yeah. But I could have, and I forgot. So they have. 325 prices right 325 audience members so that's about the size of zanies right mm-hmm. yeah they p- pick nine contestants per episode that's smaller than i thought yeah looks bigger on tv yeah. um sorry nine contestants and there's a producer his name's stan blitz who interviews everyone in line to see who gets to be on the show mm-hmm. he says he's looking for energy sincerity and potential humor he's mm. like you got to keep the energy going the energy's got to be you got to be just hopping yeah i don't think i'd ever get it that's that's the best when when somebody gets called up on it and they're they're just so excited to be there yeah that's the best feeling there's websites that train you on how to do it like do's and don'ts stuff like that you can't be too excited you can't you know they try to teach you how to do it yeah stuff like that Aaron Paul was a contestant on Presses Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he's very funny. He made it to the Showcase Showdown. Yeah. 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 Did you ever see that the guy? On, he's like he's a sailor, so it's he's on the he's on the Showcase Showdown, and and the package is like a living room set. Yeah. And like I think of maybe a four wheeler, and then like a trip to Destin, Florida, and he he's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and everyone's like. Did you say two hundred fifty two hundred fifty dollars? Two hundred fifty thousand. Bob Barker goes, "I'm gonna let you uh, try that again." And he goes, "Okay, okay, okay." Ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so it goes to the other woman, yeah. and she just goes, uh, "One dollar." Yeah. 
And then she wins. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. won. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the show the showcase showdown? <laughs> yeah, he just had no clue. <laughs> he had no clue to anything cost. <laughs> Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Parker's like, whoa. Yeah, You've got a joke like that now, similar. About taxes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's well, it's very funny to think like you could see like someone that's like, you know, someone that probably doesn't have any money and they're like, I don't, yeah. dude, I don't, yeah, I don't know how much any, like going to Destin Ford is probably going to be like, I don't even know what that is. Cause he's a sailor. So the, if he's the only reason he's on there is because they, like he just got lucky to be like, we're going to have sailors on. Mm-hmm. And so then they go, all right, we'll go beyond. Mm-hmm. Like he just happens to be there. It's not like he's taking a trip. So this dude's probably never been anywhere. So you're, I mean, he's probably like, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, a living room set? I don't know if I could tell you how much that costs now. Yeah. $5,000? Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on what it is, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> we talked about on here the perfect bid. There's a documentary, but you know, the one guy yelled out the exact right price for Showcase Showdown. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he watched it all. And he yeah. learned everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Are you going to show it? Yeah. <laughs> Can you? Yeah. Jose on this showcase. <laughs> Everything. Give me a minute, Joe. Jose, what do you bid? I'll bid two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty dollars. Two hundred fifty thousand. Think about that for a moment now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand dollars. That you get? Sixty thousand dollars a day. Okay. This is your showcase. Yeah, your showcase. Give me those. Dollar. <laughs> well, I mean, he's like, I'm gonna be closer to one dollar. <laughs> How Excitement is running hot. Gay, you bid one dollar on your showcase. Actual retail price of her showcase is not even room for A difference of $28,897. Now over to Jose. Oh, say you bid $60,000 on your showcase. Actual retail price of Jose's showcase, $20,685. You win! You win! Because over just... (laughs) Over doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. He just didn't know. He had no idea what he was like. What am I bidding on? Well, I I wouldn't know the, the... I mean, a living room set. Like, how would it's so? I guess, but you would just have to be prepared. But this dude could be like, they're like, "Where are we going today?" And he's going, "Price yeah. is right." You're like, "I don't even know what this show yeah. is." And then an hour later, he's like, "He's like the most important." Yeah. And she yeah. passed to him, right? Yeah, she did pass. So to he him. probably wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Oh, probably didn't, didn't he know all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> 
That's so funny. <laughs> a lot of people, uh, you have to pay full taxes on all this stuff. So a lot of people don't even claim their prizes because they can't afford to because they can't pay the taxes. Can they sell them or they don't even get them? I think you can sell them, but uh, but if you claim them, you still have to pay the taxes. You pay the taxes on the, the items that you receive? Mm-hmm. So if you get a car, you could be playing a few grand, right? Or something. One guy said he won $57,000 in prizes and he had to pay close to $20,000 in taxes. Yeah. So it's not worth it to some people. Yeah. Well, that one's probably worth it. You still make 30, what does he make? $37,000 in prizes? If you can sell them. Oh yeah. yeah you got to sell them. Cause you're like, you got a couch yeah. and you're, you're like, I got to pay these tax. I mean, yeah, I'd imagine it's the, it's a hassle. Yeah, like, it's not straight up cash where you're like, all right, cash is kind of easy because you're like, you get to walk away with cash. Yeah. yeah. This is like, you know. There was a woman in a wheelchair with no feet when <laughs> the price is right, and her prize was a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone freaked out, but she was a stand-up comedian, and she loved it and thought it was yeah. great. Her name's Danielle Perez, and it's a very funny thing. She... Danielle Perez? This is recent? Uh, when, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Danielle Perez. She did JFL with me this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually went up right after her at JFL. That's very funny. I'd, yeah. I'd never seen this. Yeah. That's what... I mean, she was great about it. She... Everyone after her wanted her to try to cancel the show, and she just thought it was very funny. She's like, come on. I want a treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> well, can, can you play it? The yeah, mute volume? Okay. It's all you, Manuela. Three thousand six ninety-five. Let's give it to her. Ready? One, two, three. Congratulations. I mean, I saw an interview with her afterwards where she says she thinks yeah. it's great. Drew Carey's just not even acknowledging it. Like, yeah. Oh, boy. What did they say when she... It's like they just try to... Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, she's a really funny comic. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, there was uh, the game Plinko. Um, a, there was a contest that went on, and I guess 10,000s in the middle, and there's zeros on each side. The guy did three straight 10,000s, and they're like, you know the story? No. They're like, something's up, because nobody's ever done this. And then a producer ran out before he dropped the fourth one, and they just shot a commercial for it where they wanted the person to, to make sure they hit 10,000, and they put some fishing line that was so thin you couldn't see it on either side. So the so it would automatically go in, and oh, they wow. forgot to remove it, oh. so nobody saw it. So this person was winning, hitting ten thousand every time, and they had no idea why. They just thought they were lucky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they had to stop it, and make them do it over. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they gave them the thirty thousand off camera, but then they still had them do the thing. Yeah, uh, Drew Carey. He told that on Jeff and Larry's uh, podcast recently. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I like. Uh, you got to give it to him. Like yeah. you got to show like that. You're like, you're like, it's your fault. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, Barker's beauties, they don't do that anymore. Well, I guess they still have models that are out there. Right. Yeah. I've never heard him called that. Um, well back when Bob Barker was there, he called him Barker's, he beauties. would call him Barker's beauties. I think I was just, everybody called him that. And it was, it was a different time. back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Richard Dawson's making out with, other people's wives. It's actually pretty tame considering yeah. what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Janice Pennington, who's the longtime model on Price is Right. She did over 5,000 episodes. <laughs> she had a couple of incidents. The cliffhanger game. You know the cliffhanger where the 
the guy goes yeah. up. <laughs> it's yodeling as it yeah, goes up. Yeah, he's yodeling. During the 1976 episode, it was a different host. He referred to the mountain climber in the cliffhanger game as Fritz, unaware that her husband, Fritz, had disappeared while mountain climbing in the mid-70s. <laughs> as, the, as the contestant lost the game and the mountain climber tumbled over the cliff, the, he announced, there goes Fritzy, <laughs> causing her to run off the stage crying for the remainder of the episode. <laughs> God, dude. What are the odds of that? <laughs> she was like the most like. And then what? I mean, what is he? Did he have to know? Like, I don't he know. Didn't, he didn't know. He, he he said later that he felt terrible about it. Was extremely apologetic. I don't know if he. I don't know how. Surely he would have known. Yeah. Well, what I mean. <laughs> It's funny either way. I mean, just the odds of all of this lining up to be like, I mean, to even have someone in your life that died of a mountain climbing accident. And then you have to play the mountain climbing game. And then you have a game of mountain climbing where if he loses, he falls off a mountain. And then the guy just (laughs) goes, Fritz seems like a good name for that. And then... I mean, that's, that's actually a perfect name for it. Yeah. It's actually the best name you could choose. <laughs> there goes Fritzy. <laughs> like, just, I mean, just crazy. You're like, oh, that girl's taking that loss pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We'll be back. And then in June of 88, she got knocked unconscious by a camera and uh, resulting in surgery left her with scars and one shoulder shorter than the other. As a result, she could no longer wear swimsuits on the show. How do you get a shoulder? I don't know. Damn, good. What kind of <laughs> doctors do they have back then? The doctor just comes in and he goes, uh, you got some scars and we're going to have to, one of your shoulders lowered. And you go, uh, can that happen? And you go, it did. I mean, it's happened, you know. Can that happen, yeah, doctor? Yeah. That doesn't sure? make sense. Something's not right. Because why are you keep questioning me? You go, I'm not questioning you. He goes, just shoulders. Goes, yeah, that doesn't, you just no. see her, just the one. He goes, what are you talking about? And then, uh, not to make fun of it, I'm sure we have people at home, they're like, there's a guy listening to this at home. That's, like, it's not very funny. It's like, Ben, he goes, oh, it's actually quite common. Uh, I like to think Bob Barker goes back there, tell me, doc, is she... She ever gonna be able to wear a swimsuit again? <laughs> like probably not. I mean, <laughs> I have to find a new. Not beauty. the kind you want her to. Uh, <laughs> she's gonna be, you know. I think she'll be like when you do shower curtains and stuff, and you give a, you know, any living room suit that you want to give away. Robe. Uh, yeah. When you give motorcycles away and they have to wear helmets and stuff like that, I'd do that. I mean, this poor girl. I mean, she's still alive. Yeah. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah. The uh, producer of Price Is Right got fired not long after Drew Carey came on board, but he was trying to help Drew Carey. He was allowing more people to win to try to make the show have a positive upbeat, to make mm-hmm. people like Drew Carey more, just try to keep it going. But uh, after a few months, he was seven hundred thousand dollars over budget <laughs> because everybody was winning these games, so they let him go. Hmm. He's been there for a long time. Yeah, I said for decades. Yeah, well, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, he's you trying know? to help the show. Yeah, it's like then you're gonna imagine the people right after him. <laughs> I wonder if they went on a losing streak. Like, just if you if you happen to get on to try to make up for it right after that, and you're like, dude, I got <laughs> hammered. 
He goes, you win money, I lost money. Yeah. And you're like, how do you lose money? And he goes, it was this new game they invented where you had to put up your own money for it. It's called Sound Exchange. Yeah, it's called Sound Exchange. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back in the original prices, Right days, they would uh, just to try to be funny, say, you win an elephant, but then they would just give you money or yeah. whatever. But then one guy said, no, I want an elephant. And he like threatened to sue them. Because he said the fertilizer would really help his farm in Texas, they finally had to buy him an elephant and ship it to him. Wow! How Stuck to sh- his guns. Yep. How do you ship an elephant? I don't know. It came from Kenya. They offered him four thousand dollars, but he's like, "Nope, I want the elephant." Then they could have got one from here. <laughs> they didn't go. They didn't have to call a couple zoos <laughs> and just go. You got? I don't know. You got one just beating around out there. Some old elephant yeah. and just throw this dude. He's we set it on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if you just go, we're going to say no? Yeah, I don't know. I what think if they just go, we're not going to give you the elephant? Then they violated the contract, I guess. But then you just go, okay. And then you let him, you see if he wants to sue enough for that elephant. I, I mean, imagine the guy goes, no, I wanted it. And then so much so that he has an elephant. Yeah. So Ken Jennings, the highest earning game show contestant of all time. He made over $5 million on Jeopardy. Wow. Um, and, um, you know, James, how you say his name? Halshauer, the guy who just recently uh-huh. changed things. Yeah. He um, he was the gambler who changed the way they do it. Um, the way they changed Jeopardy? I mean, the way contestants approach it. He played it well, in a way nobody played it. What before. was that way? He would, like, just... He went for money. Make high yeah. risk. Like he would, you know, most people start at the top and work yeah. their way down. He would go to the bottom. He was searching for the daily doubles. He was wagering the max every time. Yeah. And he would get such big leads that people just couldn't catch him. He won by far the most money in one day. Yeah. He would have like 50 grand and be like, all right, make it a true daily double. Like wager it all on a daily double. Yeah. And just dominate people. But he has to know the answer to these things. Yeah. That's right. the thing. Of it course. only works if you know the answers. Yeah course he uh the previous record for most earnings in one day was seventy seven thousand. he broke that 16 times and his highest was one hundred thirty one thousand in one day wow how much did he win he was just short of ken jennings i think um we finally got beat in a way shorter amount of time though yeah way shorter yeah um he was fifty eight thousand dollars short of ken jennings but he did it um much fewer games i think he got beat by a woman who did the same strategy that he did. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just like, you got to just believe in yourself and go, I'm going to know all the answers to these. Yeah, so I'm going to search for, you know. That's funny that no one ever tried it. I mean, Ken Jennings, I guess, just, but you're like, yeah, I'll just go. Because mm-hmm. when I, if I get it and I'm guessing that I'm going to win it, then yeah. it's like you just get so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a professional gambler. I think he just did this on the side. He, I watched a whole video about his buzzer technique, too. You know, if you watch Jeopardy, it's the people that don't know what they're doing. They're the ones very aggressively hitting that buzzer every time. And if you watch him, he's got his arms folded across his chest, and you never see his fingers. He's just casually pressing the button. Mm. And he, he read some book about how to beat the buzzer, when exactly to push it, and that that's he attributes that to his success, too. He would hold his wrist to keep it steady, I think. Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Look, he looks crazy. Because they're all just—are they all just hitting you it? You see, oh, the other two people are like trying; they can't get yeah. it. And he's just beating them just down yeah. here. 
and they're all just can you just keep pressing the button and hope you time it out right i don't know i don't know how it works exactly i think yeah. you have to wait till the till the it's done being read the answer like exactly so mm-hmm. you just have to time it based on alex trebek's cadence and everything yeah. it's crazy i always wondered if the second third place got to keep their winnings they don't oh really uh second place gets two thousand dollars and third place gets a thousand dollars and everyone gets a jeopardy cd rom gang <laughs> no really Mm. But if they had like ten thousand, that might be old info. Right there. They get the <laughs> yeah, CD ROM game. You get a copy on Betamax. According yeah. according to this, um, <laughs> so you're right. It could be old. CD-ROM. Well, they just did. Didn't they do like the best? Like who was the best Jeopardy player of all time? The Tournament of Champions. Yeah, yeah. and that was Ken Jennings and James Hallhauser and I'm, I'm probably saying his name wrong. And Brad Rutter. Yeah. yeah. And who won? Then Ken Jennings win. Ken Jennings won. Ken Jennings won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is the original kind of dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um so he beat James like it didn't work on James. I guess not. I guess Ken was just faster buzzing in, maybe. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Well, we probably after then Ken studies how he's doing it, and then you got three dudes like, so who's the quickest? Mm-hmm. And they all just know all the answers to yeah. everything. So So I guess the they're still searching for a host. Mike Richards was going to do it, mm-hmm. and then some bad stuff came up. Yeah. Well, what's so crazy about that story is pretty funny, or the idea that like this dude was like auditioning all these people for uh, Jeopardy, mm-hmm. and then he goes, you know what, I'll just do it. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, that's not how it's <laughs> supposed to be at all. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we even, why did you audition? And then, so it's like, okay. And then he does it. And in me, I mean, within hours they're like well you've you've said stuff on they found some old interview Mm -hmm. and then they go you said stuff which i don't think should happen but it's like they go back through it but it it it, is like i don't like when that stuff happens but then there's times where you're like a guy like that you're like but you probably had all this coming man like you can't you're not the guy like it's like you that kind of thing drives me crazy because it's it's a guy that's a produces this and sees Alex Trebek and goes, I think I can do it. And I'm in charge of hiring whoever, so I'm going to give myself the Hire job. myself. Yeah. And you're like, I know you think it's an easy thing, but there, there's something, too, while we watch Alex Trebek. And the way you're even doing this is is now, you're like, I would have never, no one would have watched that show. Because mm-hmm. you're like, this guy just hired himself? Yeah. Like, he took, like it's a coach in training. Like, the, what is the uh, interim? Oh, like a player coach? No, interim coach. Oh, interim? Yeah. yeah. Interim. Yeah. He's still the executive producer of Jeopardy. I think some people, now that this stuff's come out, want him gone, gone. Oh, yeah. I think he's executive producer of Price is Right as well. Oh, so he's killing it. He doesn't need that job. He, I know. Why would you take it? It's because he, those I, th- I believe that those guys get jealous of the fame that they get. Mm-hmm. And then they think, well, I, I've been here every day. No one knows who I am. I'm making this game go more than Alex's. Everything Alex has, you know, like there's a there's a bit of that. Mm-hmm. And and so then he hires himself. And then you're like, yeah, dude, what well, you don't you that looks awful. Yeah, that looks awful. And and then and they got the girl from Blossom, mm-hmm. which is like a good one to get. She's like a rock. She went to Harvard or something. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's like she's perfect. Girl from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, she wants the job, I think. And like, you're like, 
it's kind of a perfect kind of thing. Everybody knows her. You're probably everybody's gonna probably be like, all right, I'm gonna continue to watch the show. It's like someone that gets in their own way. You always think of that when someone gets in their own way, and it's kind of crazy because you see, you think it would be easy not to get in your own way, and then like that guy couldn't, he couldn't help it, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And it's uh, and he just got you know you start auditioning all these people, then you just go, I'm just hiring myself. You got in your own way. You and so instead you might end up losing all your jobs versus you could you could be just have another maybe 40 year run yeah. of just a consistent that we're not taking that show away. Yeah. Jeopardy's like the one thing that's like it just it probably can't go away. Mm-hmm. People, there's just not another game. You know, game shows are hard to like, I think, I think networks and stuff want to try them mm-hmm. but i think they're hard to make click it's hard to keep it mm-hmm. I and mean, even deal or no deal was a great i love deal or no deal i thought it was awesome i remember watching it uh is it still on with wayne brady so. howie mandel. oh maybe it's yeah howie mandel oh it. what's the show with wayne, wayne brady does let's make a deal oh okay that's an old game yeah that they rebooted that they rebooted and that's a that was a fun that was a very 70s game people dressed up in costumes right yeah, you got a zonko yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's very fun yeah but like those games like because it's an old game like i feel like when game shows like the newer ones they're just i mean i guess they have a bunch of newer ones on they tr- they try them but they just don't feel like they do i feel like Dwayne wade's got one now mm-hmm. uh and his is like doesn't peyton have one yeah, it's funny. Peyton is, uh, I think, Cooper Manning and Peyton, but it's on something crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I want to say Dwayne Wade is on like TBS or something. Dwayne Wade just doesn't have the personality for it. Like, he, I've watched it, uh, and he's just not, it just like Peyton's got a great personality. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's uh, Dwayne Wade, I don't feel like has that. He's not like, he doesn't have that. Uh, that kind of personality like that like lebron could have the like he you could see him doing it or you know steph curry i feel like has a you know i know he did that golf he didn't host it though oh he didn't no i think it was just his show i think he did some of it but he i didn't really watch a ton of it i just watched Dwayne wade and it's almost like they just set him up wrong Mm -hmm. where it's it's kind of quiet maybe because that's covid stuff but it's kind of quiet he's he like asked him a couple questions and they get in there, and I think it's hard. I mean, it's hard to mm-hmm. talk and mm-hmm. like be able to do that, you know. Ellen has one, I think. But I mean, that's what it, Ellen. Uh, I mean, she's built for that. Yeah, right. like perfectly built for it. Chris yeah. Hardwick. Yeah, I mean that. You know, I think you get a game show. It's a good gig. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just go every day. It's fun. You get to see someone win or lose. Mm-hmm. You got to be funny. Uh, and I mean, it just—it's not going to, you know. And if it if it hits, it can. It, it's your goal. I mean, that's like Go getting forever, Tonight Show, yeah. like found getting Tonight Show. You're like, you did it, dude. Yeah, it's like, like you got to be like the Pope gig. It's yeah, like you have it till you die. Yep, you know? and you got to be like, all right, I'll do this forever. <laughs> yeah, like it'd be. I I think I always. You think would you want that gig? And, but I think I would. Like, you'd be good for her. You're smarter than a fifth grader. And I'm not saying yeah. that because you're dumb. I'm saying that you'd be very fun with the kids yeah. and stuff like that. I think so. I think I would do good with yeah. yeah. Which Foxworthy hosted. Foxworthy yep. did. Yeah. Foxworthy loved. It. He loved it. Oh yeah. He was like, it was great. Like we just did it. You just pump them out, and mm-hmm. you know. 
Uh, I was on Ridiculousness. I mean, that's not a game show, but it's like a, like that show, dude. They're pumping. Uh, they're doing a ton of those. Like you're, they're like six a day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we you go in there and sit, and you're in there for twenty twenty five minutes, whatever how long the show is. You're in there as long as really, yeah. Like you just sit there and they just plow through it. They let you make your jokes and you show your clips and you talk about it and mm-hmm. make a joke and they come back to you and like I mean, but it's 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 down to a science, which is great because it's like that's an easy show to watch and you're you know those are the shows to those are probably the shows to try to create because it's like they just can't really go away until you want them to go until it's like and then the formula's there mm-hmm. with ridiculousness. I mean, Rob Deerdick is like awesome and and their whole crew. You're like everybody likes them. Uh, and Rob Deerdick, I mean, I'm such a big Rob Deerdick fan uh, from Rob and Big, like in all those shows. Mm. And they, but like they could, you know, that's, that can probably just keep going. You just find a likable guy and just, and he sits there and makes some jokes and like, you know, kids are watching it. Like you don't, there's not as much pressure. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're like, oh, it's just on. It's just on at like gas stations. It can be on anywhere. Like mm-hmm. it just can be on anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. here's a couple examples of kind of ticky tacky uh, corrections that would just prove that we would do have no chance on shows like Jeopardy. One guy answered the correct answer was Wimbledon. Wimbledon. See, I can't even do it. He said Wimbledon, and they gave it to him at first, and then after the commercial break, they came back and said, "No, you said Wimbledon wow. with a T." So they took took it away from him. And then on what was that Jeopardy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that'd be. And then on kids, Wimbledon. I might have said Wimbledon. 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 I think I would have said done, just because I see it. You see it on TV with the D. Uh huh. Yeah. See it spelled out. I th- I've seen this one, the kid one that you're about to. Yeah, Kids Jeopardy. The kid got it right. The answer was Emancipation Proclamation, but he misspelled Emancipation. So they said he. I mean, it was clear. It was the final Jeopardy. We have to write it. Yeah, out. we have to write it. Yeah. And he just misspelled Emancipation. He had a letter or two off. And it was clear he got it right, but they didn't give it to him. I feel like you just have to do that, though, in that game. Like, you have to be like, we can't be – it's like you can't cut corners. You can't be like – That's what right, they dude. said. They're like, it is what it is, dude. Like, I'm sorry. But you know going in, you better be able to spell it. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I think a kid had a tough time with it, and it was being paraded around on the news shows. And then Jeopardy was like, well, we can't just – pretend that's not a rule like you have to spell it yeah right? that's a big part of it but, i mean do they do abbreviations like don't people fill out answers where they do abbreviations or something or <laughs> you put the ep know. instead of emancipation proclamation. <laughs> yeah. emancipation i mean how hard would that i don't know if i could spell it emancipation a man e-m-m-a-n e-m-m a man's a-m e-m-a-n e-m-a-n emancipation C I P A T I O N. Yep. Oh. Yeah. But I would have been, I would have said Emma. Could you get proclamation? Proclamation. P R P R C L O M A T I O N. A. A. Not that. Uh, that's where P-R-O-C- they get you. Oh, they do. Proclamation. Emancipation. Yeah. Proclamation. See Lincoln there. So there was a game show called I've Got a Secret. This was the 1950s where people, celebrities try to guess what this person's secret is. The 95-year-old man went on there, and his secret was he witnessed Lincoln be assassinated at Ford Theater. Whoa. <laughs> and was it true? Yeah, it was true. 
He was 95, and this was in 1956 when the show happened. He was five when it happened. Uh, so he <laughs> and he was at that He play. says he remembers it happening? Well, on the show he did, yeah. I yeah. watched. There's video of this. There's video of everything on YouTube. But yeah, he's really old, and they they guess it <laughs> pretty quick. They do? Yeah, I mean, I was like... Oh, they because they tell you what the secret is, and then they show the people? Well, they show the... Yeah, you know on the screen what it is, and then you watch yeah. these celebrities try to guess. <laughs> yeah. They said he took a fall before the show. If I saw that guy, uh, I'd be like, what were you at, Lincoln's assassination or yeah. something? He's the oldest person I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he comes walking out, and poor guy, and they said, Mr. So-and-so took a fall before the show, but he wanted yeah. to keep on coming out here. So who knows? Oh, and so they the so they like guess that. him because it's obvious. It's There's only one person that could be old enough to... They'll say, they started off by saying, is this someone we know, like a famous person? And then he says yes. And then the next celebrity says something like, is this historical? And then yes. And then is this, was something good or bad that happened? Bad. And he was like, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. They ask clues and then until someone guesses yeah. what it was. That's crazy. What year was that? 1956. Man. That's in my... My dad was born... My dad and mom... My dad was born in 55. I think my mom was born in 56. And... Isn't that crazy? Lincoln's assassination was just two dudes away from you? Yeah. It feels like it's so long ago. It's yeah. two guys away from you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy was alive. My parents were alive. Yeah. Like, you could get a word of mouth about Lincoln mm-hmm. to go, no, I saw Lincoln with my own eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw his last breath. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy, dude. Yeah. Louis C.K. had a joke about that, about people say slavery or racism was so, so long ago. It's like it's, two 80-year-old women. Yeah, living white and dying back to back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Will of Fortune this is some other Tiki Tac thing well not Tiki Tac they just got it wrong um, in this case so the answer is a streetcar named Desire and the only thing left was the M and named and she guessed K she thought it was a streetcar naked Desire oh yeah. <laughs> um, another woman the answer was seven swans a swimming and she said seven swans a swimming she didn't emphasize the G a swimming oh really like southern yeah. She's having yeah. an accent or is she She has a southern accent. Yeah. So yeah. it's the ones that swim. That's unfair. Clay Travis tweeted about it, like, why are y'all picking on Southerners? Yeah. <laughs> and this woman uh guessed, I've got a good feeling about this on Will of Fortune. And the only thing she had is oh, is that it? Yeah, we got it right here. You might want to mute it. Well, I don't know about that. I was gonna say how far No, this is it. She's okay. about to get it. She guesses an L. So we have to- so many letters, just an apostrophe and an L. What's that? Can I solve? Okay. It is a prize puzzle. Yeah. I've got a good feeling about this. That's right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so she's the quickest? I would think so. Yeah. I mean... It's crazy to guess that when when the hint is just phrase, yeah. you know, it's not, you know. Yeah. She said she knew with the apostrophe right there, the first word's probably I've, and then she just started racking her brain, like, mm-hmm. what it might be. And then she's like, I need to, yeah. And just, then she had a good feeling about it. Yeah. She was like, oh, there yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. I've got a good feeling. I know this. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pat Sajic said back in the... 
the earlier days of the show, he and Vanna White would get drunk during before the show. They would go to a Mexican restaurant across the street and drink margaritas and get drunk before they taped the show. See, that's what I mean. Because you could. That's why these gigs are so good. Because it's <laughs> it's like it's just so consistent. Like I feel like in show business is is uncon inconsistent is like the name of the game. Like you don't know where anything's going to come from. There's no, you don't know what's going to happen. And it's the closest you can get to a nine to five job is like one of these. And mm -hmm. they don't go away because you're the face of the show. Yeah. And people get used to seeing you and they're like, I just don't, I want you, you know, Bob Barker, like all you're like, Bob Barker's the guy. Don't change it up. Mm -hmm. I'll show my kids, Bob Barker, my kids. Are, I mean, you're just, it's never going to go away. Cause you're like, as long as he's up there, I like this. It's, you know, kind of mindless TV and you get a, you know. Think how many phrases that are just in our zeitgeist. Yeah. Did I say that right? Mm hmm That have well, your pet. No, well, maybe, ha maybe not. Have your pet sprayed, spayed or neutered. Yeah. We know that from Bob Barker. Yeah. Drew Carey still says it. Yeah. Come on down. We know that. Yeah. Um, there's just so many um, phrases from. Game shows. I feel like your list is running out. I know. I think there's more. I just can't think of them right now. Oh, so many, dude. <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> what is, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, for sure. I'm, I am forgetting some, but I think there are more no, out there. Yeah, there's a bunch. Um, final answer. Yeah, That's final answer. One. That came from that show, right? Yep. There's some from Family Feud, right? Yeah. Phone, uh, phone a friend. Yeah, you did not fan of Fuse taking about uh, who I wants think, to be well, I think about game shows in general. Yeah. I thought we were just, yeah, we talked about the who wants to be a millionaire where the coughing yeah. thing mm, that was yeah. that was one of the biggest scandals. Um, on Super Password in 1988, a guy went on named Patrick Quinn and he won $58,000, but turns out he was a fugitive on the run, wanted in three states. Mm. His name was Kerry D. Ketchum, and a viewer recognized him and tipped off the authorities. His last name was Ketchum? Yeah. <laughs> Carrie D. Ketchum? <laughs> well, Carrie, did you catch him? Who? Carrie D. Ketchum? He was arrested. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Look what he looks like, dude. He looks like yeah. a guy on the run. <laughs> he was arrested when he showed up to uh, clean his prize money. Oh, <laughs> uh, here it is. There's Carrie Ketchum. Different guy. Oh. oh that's A little more polished. The guy with the beard's him. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's him. Super password fugitive. Clean up a bit. Yeah. He um <laughs> he was spent five years in prison for faking his wife's death to collect a hundred thousand dollar insurance policy. <laughs> this guy's insane. <laughs> he was on there with Phyllis Diller. Yeah. <laughs> I gave him a hug. She's like, I hugged him. In twenty fourteen, um a uh, Spanish model went on a game show where you have to guess a song, kind of like name that tune, and she used Shazam on her phone. She put it between her legs, and, and they caught her doing it on the show, and she had to turn it over while the show was going on. Wow. Oh, really? They they show that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see it. She just laughs it off. I mean, she's just so embarrassed, I guess, but um, pretty crazy. And then they let her keep playing? Uh, I can't remember. I, I read that you would like here that would be a huge controversy, but yeah. there they just kind of laughed it off, like "aha, you got caught," and mm -hmm. it just kind of. Like, I don't think it hurt her career that much. Yeah, <laughs> a guy on the Australian version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire won the top prize, and he said he he didn't know any of the answers. He just went off the host body language. 
to figure out what the answer is. On what? On who wants to be a millionaire. Also, like he just would say them back to him. Yeah. and the, Or the host would read them and he yeah. would just watch him and figure out how he did it. That's crazy. I mean, he's, I mean, is he like, you know, he's like, uh, he's just going through and like apple, <laughs> orange, banana, <laughs> pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> And pineapple. You go, poof, 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 poof. Banana. See, final answer. Final answer. Yeah. The famous one is, on the, I remember that where, I think I was watching it live, where the guy says, I'm going to call my dad. Yeah. And I I think I remember, because that was a, who wants to be married? goes and call my lifeline. Mm-hmm. He goes, dad, I just want to let you know I won a million dollars. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Richard Nixon was on laughing. I remember the question. Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't know. But probably he goes, Dad. I don't need your help. I just want you to know that I'm about to win a million dollars. I mean, that's so. And he hadn't used any any lifelines. Any lifelines at yeah. all. Have you ever? Have you guys seen the movie Quiz Show? Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Do you know this? Mm-hmm. It's a true story about uh, this guy on the game show Twenty One. It's got John Turturro and yeah, Ray Fiennes, I think, and uh, they were feeding them the answers. And they this guy was of good looking, popular guy they wanted him to win because it helped the ratings for the show so they were feeding him the answers but it took over the like the country was well, behind it like wow watch this they kept watching and then when they found out that he was getting the answers it was like a big deal mm-hmm. like yeah. congressional hearings he had to testify wow. um yeah it's a great yeah movie. he caught him like right didn't he catch him or he played against him who caught who uh what's the main the actor the two actors ray fiends yeah I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, I'm that's the guy sure. that was the good-looking guy. Yes, and but the other guy, who, John Turturro. John Turturro, like he was played. His name was Herb Stemple, and he was he was great yeah, in it. He was they, great in it. They uh, somehow convinced him to lose. He they convinced him to lose to miss a question on purpose, mm-hmm. and um, and he did just so this guy could win. But he later testified before Congress about about the whole game show rigging. It's a good movie. Yeah, I need to go watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this does look good. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. Robert Redford directed it. Oh. Who's, who's that? All right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know if you were serious or not. No. no. Okay. Oh, no. You're not serious. I know who he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, maybe the most scandalous. I don't know if it's scandalous on uh, the Dating Game, 1978. A serial killer was one of the contestants. And he won. His name is Rodney Alcala. And he went on as a successful photographer who got his start, um, I don't know, at 13. But um, he was lying. He was the serial killer. And he won. He was going to go on a date with this woman. But she said he, she found him creepy. So she didn't go on the date with him. She canceled the date. But later they found out he was a serial killer. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's all that's on. I don't know what you can show and what you can't, but all that's yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Well, then we just go look it up. Like, that's. Well, he's a handsome uh, guy. I mean, that's crazy to be like that confident. I guess, I mean, that makes you a serial killer. Like, you're like, I'll just go on TV. Mm-hmm. And they're not. It shows you the two. When was this? Uh, 78, I think. They just couldn't catch anything back then. <laughs> I mean, like, they're, you could do whatever you wanted. I mean, was this before DNA? Like before they seventy eight, before uh, they did way that. Before it, yeah. When did that come about? OJ trial. Yeah, that was the first time. 
first time I was using a major trial like that. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. And they, uh, and but how did they? How did he get? Didn't they find his DNA all over the place? But they, he was just like, yeah, I live in that. It was apartment. planted there. Oh, that's what they said. It was planted there. Mm-hmm. Uh, By Mark Furman. No, yeah, the glove didn't fit, dude. Oh, that's what they and so the all the DNA was planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were using it in the late. Looks like it's used in the late eighties. But I think part of part of the thing was they had to explain in the OJ trial. They had to explain like what this is. It was like a new. It was that new of a thing. Yeah. That they had to describe what DNA is and all that stuff. Pretty crazy. Now it's just so DNA is everywhere. Yeah. You know. I've told this before, but John Mulaney has a very funny joke about back before they knew like uh detective there's a pool of the suspect's blood right here Ooh, gross <laughs> clean that up and then start yeah. searching for fingerprints <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh there's a show called money drop where a family lost like a ton of money because they had they gave the right answer but but later people wrote in they said they had the wrong answer but people wrote in and said actually they had the right answer it was like, who? what came first, post-it notes, camcorders, or something else? And they said post-it notes. And they were right, but the game show said they were wrong. And they lost their money until people wrote in and said, nope, they're actually right. And you had to wait until someone wrote a letter. Yeah. Like you, I mean, it was probably months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Like, that's the idea of, like, thinking, we're reading people's comments. And <clears throat> these people just type it. We, you, you get pretty, like, quick comment because it's like before you can even really probably think about what i should be doing or not saying you print it out and then we read from scotland guy from scotland yep. Crazy. and then uh but back then you had to sit there and write a letter out and mail it and then just never know mm-hmm. if it gets you know i guess when you see these people win the money but like how many times you just you're like yeah just never yeah. You never knew. Before that, you just put it in a bottle and threw it in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And just hoped something came back found. to your feet and you go, oh, I found a. <laughs> you got this. The one day I threw a bottle is the same day I found a bottle. That's why I went and did it again. <laughs> did you ever open it? You go, not yet. I'm waiting. <laughs> I try to find it. That's the day he finds the message in the bottle. <laughs> then he goes, you, you would never believe this. I went out, found a message in the bottle. Like, That's crazy. Why were you out there? I threw a. A hundred yards down, I threw a message in a bottle out, and then I went walking and found it. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. You didn't open it? No, no. I don't think it's for me. Same. It doesn't say it's not for It says not for you on the bottle. Same kind of bottle? Same kind of bottle that you used? Yeah, I mean, there's only so many bottles. Coke bottle, I mean, that's a dime a, dime a dozen. It's a Coke bottle? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> A plastic, a plastic Coke. <laughs> I was thinking glass, but that's even really bad. plastic Coke bottle never makes it. I mean, just a plastic bottle. It just he goes screws up and just, just goes two feet. He launches it and just flies behind him, and he had to finally get it out there. And then he never just immediately goes. I walked hundred feet down. Mine had a label on it when I threw it. This one didn't. And you go, wow, that's crazy, dude. Just an ongoing game with that guy. A Coke bottle. (laughs) It barely gets out there. It's so hopeless. I mean, just. (laughs) There's a hurricane coming in. Yeah. 
<laughs> throws it, just floats back. To <laughs> He's just walking with his hands in his pocket. <laughs> uh oh, mine had a label. This one did. I think I had a silver cap. This is a red cap. <laughs> Uh, there was a woman who lost her top when she came on down on the prices. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> but they aired the show. No, oh, really? I mean, they covered it up. Yeah. But Bob Barker is very funny about it. I mean, he's, he was might good. have another one of Barker's beauties <laughs> up here, I guess. Yeah. Well, you didn't see her. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was going to, I think we've asked this before, but what game show would you be best at? Hmm. Now I'm thinking more. I would I do great on a celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah, because all like the kids Jeopardy, I, kids Jeopardy, the, kid, the kids one, but the celebrities, celebrities are dumb? a little harder than the kids. Yeah the, yeah, the questions are easier. Oh, when it's celebrities, so I feel like a, a god playing along with that. And then the regular ones, I I I don't even understand how I'm supposed to answer the question before the and then the whole category is done. Yeah, like I just understand how it works. Then I'm like, oh, they got all of them. they got all of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you would say celebrity Jeopardy? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd say. I don't think I can do questions. I don't know. Like, uh, it wouldn't not a trivia show. I mean, maybe Family Feud. Like, I might. You know, your family would do well on there. I feel like. Yeah, just you get. In, we asked a hundred people. If I'm like, if it's a hundred me's, then <laughs> I, mean, you, I should crush it. Do you do well in Family Feud? When you I do it. okay on it. Yeah, I can never think of. It's the answers. panic. Yeah, it's the panic of having to like do the answer. Mm-hmm. Like that's the that's the problem. I think I would do better than people would think I would do, but I also think I think I could maybe do better than people think I could do. Like if I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but then I think there's a great chance I'm gonna get knocked out immediately. Like there's a like I think I could like I, there's a. There's just such a heavy chance of just me not knowing the one hundred dollar one, but then I would know the rest like eight. Yeah. But then the hundred dollar one's like, it's like some some about Sia or something. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some um, with a singer. Yeah, like it's like it's like, it's like, a, it's like a super easy one, you know. <laughs> What's the girls, you know, that has where it covers her face, yeah. and then they're like. Oof, like throw something there, you know. <laughs> just I can't think of something. That I'm like Taylor Swift, <laughs> and they got Sia. I read that they came up with Jeopardy. Merv Griffin, I think, created Jeopardy. Oh yeah, and he was on a plane with his a flight with his wife, and she said, "If I said to you, I'm probably getting myself wrong. Five thousand two hundred eighty. What does that say to you? Feet in a mile. Mile. Yeah. Yeah. And and how many feet are in a mile? And yeah. and then she's like, "Could that be a game show? Like where you, I give you the answer, you got to come up with the question." Oh, interesting. Yeah, his wife yeah. said that. Yeah, because they didn't have TVs and stuff back then. <laughs> Do you have to talk to your wife the whole flight? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he's and I mean, look, it worked out, but I mean, can you imagine the five hundred ideas that she said that were right. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> what about airplane trays? What if we did some of that? And he's like. Um, he just sits there. He's, what do you want to do with them? He's, she's like, I don't know. They come down, come up. Maybe get a, how quick can you put yours up and come down? Could you take? What if it was like a game show where you like sit in an airplane seat and you're like, how much, how quick can you take this air seat apart? And he's like, I don't. And he goes, I mean, you know, 
He goes, it's like the same game over and over again. No, there's 100 seats on this plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't understand what the problem is. He's just like, oh. And then she does the Jeopardy one, and he's got to be like, no, she came up with it. Yeah. And then he goes, you have to sit through the 8,000 ideas I had to sit through. <laughs> Every episode's a different seat on the same plane. Yeah, you sit in a different seat. <laughs> it's 100 episodes. 100 episodes. That's syndication. Syndication. Right yeah. Oh, we, what do we do today? 40D, middle seat. Hmm. We'll be in the exit rows pretty yeah. soon. Whoa. <laughs> That's a big episode. Celebrities, celebrity exit rows. <laughs> you get the you get the celebrities in the exit row. Let's see. Oh, a little bit farther bend. How fast you got to take that seat apart. <laughs> One guy gets disqualified. He takes a seat in front of him apart, and he goes, no, it's your seat we were trying to go for. Well, how am I going to do that? He goes, that's the game. The game's the game. There was a uh, – Zanies used to do a, a game show. I forgot what it was called, the one that Ben Sawyer hosted. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. And Aaron and I were team members mm-hmm. one time. Do you remember this? I do. And I came up with a system to win the – do you remember this? Like, no. Um, I wasn't paying attention. You go off, like at the end, your partner goes off stage and then they ask you some questions and then they have to come back on. I forgot what it was, but then you guessed somehow. Yeah, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I came up with this system. I was like, Aaron, we could, if, if we do this, 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 we can nail it. Mm-hmm. And then you, do you remember this? You screwed up the, you got the system mixed no. up? No. Can I back you? So you yeah. were trying to cheat. I don't know. So this is Brian Bates, comedian. <laughs> back all Aaron way. Weber. I don't know if y'all have met, but I mean, it seems like a, maybe you've done a lot of game shows on the Zanies. So we, so we tried to conspire before this last? Yeah. Okay. And I messed it up. How did I mess it up? I forgot how you messed it up. But What a story. <laughs> what? Well, I was hoping he would remember it. I'm sorry. If I'm dude. not, if I, if I don't make it, this is what you got to listen to <laughs> is just that going, remember? I think it was you. Was it not? All right. Hmm. Okay. Just thinking the whole time. I swear, you don't, you don't like Diet Coke. Okay. All right. Well, I wish I hadn't brought it up, but I thought you'd remember this. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Man. That was a good time. What was though. your system? Well, I can't remember. It was, was it the murder? It was mo- oh, right. It was like a, um, hook up with Mary Kill yeah. game where you had to pick oh, yeah. one, and we had some kind of system. Some elaborate system. I say elaborate. I came up with, and I said, hey, if I say this, the answer is this, this, you know, uh-huh. but then I think you got confused. And uh-huh. Well, it's like you could just say, your system would be like if the answer you can ask the question you could give them the just the first letter of all your answers what do you walk to you're like glf and then you go when you hear this answer you're gonna you're gonna think of a g and you know it's that yeah like you yeah. say something uh-huh. as y'all walk by each other i think he tried to set something up like that yeah i don't, I don't remember this at all yeah but rocky Dell davis was on it I, it I, okay, I remember that yeah. part of it yeah it was a great show to watch <laughs> Brian and I played horse this weekend. Oh, yeah. Basketball. He beat me probably 15 straight games of horse. <laughs> really? This guy could not miss. I was From furious. Everywhere? Yeah. I was on fire. He, yeah. he, he was on fire. I mean, he just kept picking it up and draining it. I go, what is going on right now? <laughs> From where? Do you go deep? Or all, he... all around the, the perimeter, man. He was <laughs> yeah. just, he was like rebounds, draining it. <laughs> yeah. And then the lights started to go out, and I was like, okay, now I'm going to. 
start to win because Brian's <laughs> can't I, see at I was, night. Obviously, my night. eyes are a little better. Yeah, than yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just kept draining it, dude. <laughs> I was getting so mad. I finally just quit. I was like, I'm done, dude. He would say, I don't know if it was 15 games, but he would say, let's play pig, and then I'd be pig pretty quick. He's like, all right, let's switch it to horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's hor <laughs> just immediately. And I was like, do it again, do it again. I gotta. Did you win any game? No. Really didn't win. I, he just wiped the floor with me. Yeah, I was so upset. I was getting mad because Brian, you were even laughing. You're like, I don't. Know. You were draining every shot. Yeah, in but, the zone. But I started talking some trash. Yeah, of course it was fun. Did. Yeah, of course yeah. he did. I would just nail it. He'd come back to me, and I'd just sit the ball down. And it's like I can do this all you would night. Yell out yeah. the letter before I was done yeah, shooting yeah. it. Be like H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you not? Did you ever play basketball growing up? I played through middle school. Yeah, yeah. and then that was it. Yeah, I mean, he was middle school. Probably first time he ever shot it. through a metal rim. Well, it's because we shot granny shots, and he couldn't re- yeah. replicate it. <laughs> Peach basket. He grew up yeah. playing yeah. baskets on the farm. Yeah, there was a. Um, <laughs> he could. He's like the ninety-five year old where he could go back and go. I was. In the same town of Naismith when he invented the game of basketball. Oh, yeah. He goes, oh, were you? Yeah, I was there. I, was there. I lived down the street from his uh, – I worked with his dad. <laughs> there was yeah. a, there was an Amish guy that was watching us play, and there's Amish family stayed at our hotel. <laughs> oh, dude. Should I tell the story? Yeah, I think you should. It's the Amish family in the hotel, and there's you know there's a computer like in the uh, – In the lobby. In the, the lobby, yeah. like For a everyone little to business use. center. And I'm walking past this Amish guy on the computer. He's got Google up, and he had just typed in girls. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> just... <laughs> I love it. He just starts from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even looking on images. He's yeah. just got, like, the the links, yeah. and he's just scrolling, yeah. having the time of his life. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that works out great for me. And if I've ever done it. Do you need to get yeah. any more specific? No. Yeah. Well, you got to start there and work your way down. Not a, a Pete. I'm not a picky guy <laughs> uh someone just told me i don't know if this sounds i can't tell if it's a joke or they were talking about uh so many people from california are moving here in lawrenceburg tennessee where my uh wife's mom and dad are they both grew up there and uh so they uh they have a lot of amish in that town and they're still there so every time you go we go drive to her dad's house uh we I mean you just see the horse with the buggies and they're i mean they're just everywhere mm-hmm. and uh so someone from california uh moved to lawrenceburg so many people were moving out here and they were like they called 911 and said uh it was abuse on the horse <laughs> and that's what their 911 call was for it wasn't for like i don't know like a traffic thing or something yeah. it was like they they think it was abuse on a horse whoa and they're like well that makes no sense they yeah. don't have horse in California, that people like it makes. I don't. I don't know. It's that it's. There's part of me that thinks that the story seems like it could be a joke. Yeah. Maybe it's not. Yeah. But I could also see it happening. Yeah. Like that's what because that is what we picture when you think of someone from a big city moves and goes, look at this. How are they doing that? You know. Right. Yeah, but they think abuse is like, uh, you know, I mean, they they people get after the horse carriage, whipping it. Yeah, and the horse carriage in Central Park, people don't like that. Mm. But I mean, this horse is like, it's what how what a horse is there for? He's being used for the real thing. Yeah, yeah, the way he's meant to be used. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, this family was living it up in this hotel. Oh man, 
Yeah, let's they're back having the time of their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, that's got to be. I mean, that's fun. It makes that uh, uh, that's so much more special for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Is that all game show stuff? <laughs> I'm afraid so. Oh, okay. That was it. <laughs> uh, all right. Talk to game shows. OJ DNA. You don't know how we got. Then <laughs> I did that and Amish. Yeah. <laughs> if someone said, I mean, that's what someone could do is like just be how could we talk about the episode's called game shows yeah. and we talk about <laughs> the OJ trial Amish and people. Amish people googling girls. <laughs> Title game shows. Title game show. <laughs> and you're like, well, that doesn't make. Mm-hmm. How do you get into those? You, I don't. I don't. No know. idea. I don't even know. I don't know if I could tell you. There's no trail of breadcrumbs here, dude. We <laughs> yeah. just kind of move on. We did it. Uh, all right, everybody. That's it for us. That's it. That's it for us. Let's go, folks. <laughs> uh, thank you guys very much, as always, and uh, we will see you next week. See you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Nate Land Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please remember to leave us a rating or a comment. Nate Land is produced by me, Nate Bargetzi, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Media in partnership with Center Street Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.